If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday, September 20th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we've got 15 games on the betting board, but some of them have already started around Major League Baseball as we've got a ton of day games here on today's card. So we'll be a little bit shorter of a version of the podcast here, but also I got three plays for you today. I haven't had three plays in a while, so we'll get to those a little bit later on in the show. Before we get into that, I want to remind you, over at vcin.com, we got a lot of stuff going on right now for college football and the NFL, not to mention we're eight days away from the release of our NHL betting guide, 15 days away from the release of our of our NBA betting guide, and then our college basketball guide comes out October 23rd. So there's a lot of stuff coming your way over at vcin.com. And if you are not a vcin pro subscriber, you should be. So head over to vcin.com slash subscribe. $19 test drive for the first month, $240 for the year. That's like $0.66 cents per day. And also, we're running a promotion on air now between the shows where if you use the show promo code, you get 10% off of your annual subscription. So unfortunately, I don't have one for VSIN Daily Baseball Bets, but maybe you want to help out my friends Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, and Dustin Sweetelson and use the promo code SHARP and get 10% off of your subscription over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Again, that is only off of the annual price, but it takes it down to less than 60 cents per day if you use that promo code SHARP over at vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, Major League Baseball stuff. Again, about a week and a half left here in the regular season. Uh, One, two, three games have already started here as I start recording. Some more going to be starting shortly in the 11 o'clock Pacific time hour. So I'll try to run through everything as quickly as I can here, get this show turned out for you. But all three games that I have, three games in the National League, mind you, all of them at night. So we do have a little bit more lead time 
for the games that I like on today's slate. But let's start out in the desert, San Francisco, Arizona, Logan Webb, Merrill Kelly in this one. Webb and the Giants, dollar fifteen favorite at DraftKings, total of 7.5 in this one. I've talked about this before with Logan Webb. I actually took uh, you know, the over and Webb start in Colorado. I believe it was last week, and that did not work out well at all. Uh, but Webb does have some pretty well-defined home road splits here for the season. At home in 102 and two-thirds, 237 ERA, 293 FIP, batting average against 227, on base 259, slugging 337. On the road in 98 and a third innings pitched, 430 ERA, 353 FIP, batting average is 22 points higher, on base percentage is 31 points higher, Slugging percentage is, uh, do the math, 70-something points higher. So he does have you know worse numbers on the road, although they are still honestly pretty good. And a 68% left on base percentage, a big reason why his ERA is so high away from home. So maybe I kind of fell forward a little bit there. Maybe I didn't dig deep enough into the data as I should have. But we'll see what Webb does here today in this start against the D-backs. Meanwhile, you got Merrill Kelly going for Arizona and Kelly's struggling a little bit here, and furthermore, decreased velocity in each of his last two starts, both on the road against the Cubs and the Mets. It is cooling off a little bit. Maybe that has something to do with it, but watching Kelly very closely here, his spin rates took a bit of a dive in mid-June. That hasn't really come back consistently for him, and again, the velocity drop over his last two starts where he's allowed seven runs twice over his last four starts, one run in each of the two middle starts. He's walked nine over his last 10 and two thirds. So some things going on there a little bit with Merrill Kelly. So not really sure what to expect here in today's game. Rockies and Padres. Seth Lugo gets the call for the Padres. Chase Anderson going for the Rockies in this one. I mean, the Rockies nearly got no hit yesterday by Blake Snell and the Padres bullpen. They did get no hit for seven innings by Snell, whose pitch count was just too high to continue in that game. And of course, he already put his stamp on the NL Cy Young anyway. Uh, not really much to say about this game. I mean, what are you going to say at this point in time? I mean, you know, for the Padres, they're playing very well here of late. Maybe they're kind of making that push towards trying to finish 500, something like that. They've rattled off six in a row, 74 and 78 on the season. So maybe that's a driving force for them, but it's not going to make me lay over 250 on them in today's matchup. As I mentioned, I've got plays on all three of the remaining National League games, so we'll come back to those in a little bit here. Uh, don't really have enough time to talk about the early games in the American League because they all start in about uh, 30 to 45 minutes from when I'm recording this show. But there is one thing that I want to mention here, and, and maybe you'll you know catch this as the game's going on or something like that. But Zach Greinke pitching at Kauffman Stadium today. This will be Greinke's last home start if he decides to hang it up. His next start is scheduled to be in Detroit potentially the Royals could, you know, just kind of skip over him and push him back and let him make one more start in Kansas City if he decides he's going to retire. But that could be a bit of a motivating factor for the Royals here today as they're in a pretty sizable underdog role against Lucas Giolito and the Guardians. Giolito's throwing the ball extremely well in his last two starts. He got three solo homers to the or three homers to the Angels, but then struck out 12 over seven shutout against the Rangers last time out. So Giolito may be finding some things, Cleveland possibly finding some things with him. Uh, but the big story there for me is Granke and what kind of his future holds and whether or not this will be his last start at Kauffman Stadium. And of course, I think in part, he went back to the Royals to you know maybe finish it where it all began. So we'll see if this is the end for Granke. 
based on his performance this season, I think there's a decent chance that it will be. Uh, but we'll see if this is his last home start here today. Didn't really mention this in the article, so I'll mention this on the podcast where Joey Estes making his Major League debut for the A's here today at home against George Kirby and the Mariners. Kirby hasn't been all that great in the second half, and you know his comments recently about Scott's service kind of indicated that maybe Kirby was a little bit fatigued. So maybe buyer beware laying the big number here in this one. Estes, who will turn 22 next month, he started the season at double A, 104 and a third, 328 ERA, 467 FIP. Went to triple A, where every ballpark is like Coors Field. Had a 523 ERA, 732 FIP in 32 and two thirds innings pitched. With the midseason update over at Fangraphs of Oakland's prospect pool, Estes ranked 21st. So to be a guy making his big league debut before the age of 22 and not have that high of a prospect profile, probably wouldn't have super high hopes for him in this start or any subsequent starts going forward. But the A's have done a good job with their young pitchers throughout the course of the season. So we'll see how they end up doing there. Reed Detmers and Aaron Savale in this one down at the Trop, Angels and the Rays. Uh, you know, I mentioned yesterday, I, I if I had any belief in the Angels whatsoever, I maybe would have took a look at them in yesterday's game. Patrick Sandoval pitch, pitched pretty well, in all honesty. He gave up a two-run shot in the first. Didn't give up anything else over five innings, but Aaron Loop giving up a four spot in the eighth. Angels blow a three-to-two lead and ultimately lose the game. Or two, excuse me, it was a two-to-two game. Ultimately lose six to two in that one. They're just playing out the string. I, I could find zero reasons to bet on them as we go forward here throughout the rest of the season. That's true of today as well. Even though I like Detmers, he's really struggled here in the second half, maybe kind of running out of gas to some degree. And Aaron Savali's pitched well for the Rays overall. You know, he's a guy that, you know, he, he will pitch to contact sometimes, and that will be a bit of an issue for him. But since moving over from Cleveland and you know, it was a bit of a whirlwind. I mean, Cleveland was the only organization that he knew. 4.43 ERA for Savali, which sounds bad, but a 3.31 FIP, 3.38 X FIP, 48 to nine strikeout to walk ratio, and 40 and two thirds. So he's kind of fallen victim to the Babip gods. 3.43 batting average on balls in play, left on base percentage under 72 percent. He's pitched better than his ERA would suggest, and I do think that going forward, it should be a situation where Savali winds up pitching pretty well as we go throughout the rest of the season and, and probably into the postseason as well. All right, one more game to talk about, and then we'll take a short break here on the show. That is the Blue Jays and the Yankees. You got Kevin Gossman going for Toronto, Michael King going for New York in this one. King's been good. Over his last five starts, he's allowed three earned runs, 29 to four strikeout to walk ratio. Hasn't given up a home run in 21 and a third innings pitched. So he's been really good and could be a viable starting pitcher option for the Yankees here next season. As, of course, you know, Luis Severino, not going to expect anything from him. Carlos Rodon, it was largely a lost season for him. Uh, Nestor Cortez, I believe an impending free agent. I'll have to double check on that. But he's missed ample time here this season as well. So the Yankees may be looking for some starting pitching options. And maybe King ends up being the one. But for Kevin Gossman here, you know, one blow up per month. That's just kind of been his MO throughout the course of the season. A lot of really, really good starts and like five really bad starts. Really bad start last time out against Texas. Gave up four runs on six hits, but should have been a hell of a lot worse. He walked six in that game. Only gave up the four runs. Could have been much, much worse for him. But 
you know, a sign that maybe he's kind of struggling a little bit at this point in time. But the thing about this one, and we have seen a pretty substantial line move towards Toronto in this game. They're a minus 120 favorite, total of seven and a half. The Yankees have been really good against lefties throughout the second half. They have not been good against righties. In fact, they've spent a lot of time being the worst offense in baseball against righties here in the second half. So with Gaussman on the bump, certainly looks like Toronto going to be the preferred play for the influential money that's out there. And also, look, I mean, I've talked about this before, but I can go ahead and mention it really quickly now, and, and maybe I should have done this after a quick break, but a lot of moves in in the baseball betting market now are extremely sharp in nature because a lot of recreational bettors are just not bothering. You know, I mean, it's very hard to to care about September baseball with, you know, so many teams that have just kind of mailed it in for the rest of the season with football going on. You know, people are just kind of storing their acorns, so to speak, for the football season waiting for Thursday night football, you know, Friday night college football, Monday night football, all these things. There's really only two days of the week where baseball is going to hold any measure of prominence for people. It is Tuesday and Wednesday, but still, I don't think that people are super invested in baseball right now. So unless they're throwing some player props around or some money line parlays, something like that, I don't think there's a whole lot of interest. So there's not a whole lot of resistance when it comes to these sharper line movements. And maybe that's what we're seeing here in this Blue Jays and Yankees game. Let's take a short break, and we'll come right back on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this and all of the shows here in our VSIN family of podcasts. I'm, of course, on the College Football Podcast with Tim Murray. Our episode came out Tuesday morning, so I encourage you to check that out. Third edition for the week coming out with Matt Humans on Thursday. The first edition of every week is the College Lines Revealed show with Jonathan Von Tobel and Pamela Maldonado. That show live on VEASAN Airwaves on Sundays, so you can check that out in that college football podcast feed. A lot of other good podcasts for you to check out as well. All right, so let's talk about the one interleague game that hasn't started yet really quickly. That's the Tigers and the Dodgers, and mostly a mea culpa on this one because I had it wrong yesterday. It was Caleb Ferguson who opened for Ryan Pepio. Today is Bobby Miller Day, and I think what I saw was the way that the Dodgers are going to set up their playoff rotation with Bobby Miller in it, and then guys like Ryan Yarbrough and Emmett Sheehan will wind up kind of being piggybackers or a tandem or something like that. So I think I just kind of, in my haste, misread the situation for the Dodgers. So that's my mistake. I apologize. Shared some bad info yesterday in the article and on the podcast, so I just wanted to correct that here before moving on. All right, three plays on the board here for me. Let's roll through them, the three games in the National League that are late beginning with the Mets and the Marlins, Kodai Senga and Yuri Perez in this one. Perez and the Marlins, minus 120 favorite, total of 7.5 in this game. So I think I do think this will be a low-scoring game. But I will say this, Kodai Senga has been fantastic. Since June 28th, so basically about three months here, Senga 240 ERA, 281 FIP and 13 starts, over 78 and two-thirds innings, 98 to 28 strikeout-to-walk ratio, has not allowed more than three runs in any start. And honestly, he's only allowed three run, earned runs twice in that span of 13 starts. So a lot of things have gone wrong for the Metropolitans this season. Kodai Senga is not one of them. Yuri Perez getting the call here for the Marlins, as I mentioned. 306 ERA, 394 FIP for the season and 81 or 88 and a third innings pitched. But since August 7th, Perez 411 ERA, 431 FIP, He's only completed five innings once in his last three starts, eight runs on 14 hits in his last 14 and a third. He's kind of struggling here a little bit, and Senga is not. Senga is getting stronger as this season goes along. The Mets are a top 10 offense against right or top 10 offense here in September, 334 Woba, 114 WRC plus. So are the Marlins, but the difference here is I think Senga is throwing the ball better than Perez. So like the Mets for the first five here, even money over at DraftKings, I am not interested in messing with either bullpen in this game, but I do like the Mets for the first five at even money. Next up on the board here is the Pirates and the Cubs. Mitch Keller and Justin Steele in this one. Steele and the Cubbies, $1.80 favorite, total of seven and a half in this matchup here. And the Cy Young dream is dead for Justin Steele. Blake Snell has completely locked that up at this point in time. But Steele's got bigger things to worry about in that the Cubs, who did win 14-1 to last night with Javier Assad against Bailey Falter, the Cubs had been struggling. 
they, they had really had some issues. They dropped five in a row, lost eight of 10. So a big win for them. Maybe that kind of eases everything up a little bit. But Steele last time out struggled. He had given up six runs over his previous five starts, gave up six runs on seven hits in his last outing. His numbers have been good, very good, but he's another one of those guys here who has a much, much higher innings threshold than what he previously had. Last season, he threw 119. That was a career high. This season, he's thrown 165. And I don't see anything from a contact management standpoint or spin rate data or anything like that. But I would have to think that as we get deeper into September here, you know, the body just kind of fails you a little bit. Mitch Keller has been good here of late. He has allowed eight runs twice since August 3rd. One was against the Brewers. One was against the Braves. But even with that start against the Braves, Keller's got a three ERA over his last four starts. He's only allowed a 31.6% hard hit rate and a 3.8% barrel rate in that span. 25 to 5 strikeout to walk ratio and 27 innings pitched. To me, this line is just too high. I mean, the Pirates are still fighting. They're a 500 team since the start of August. The Cubs have had their issues. I think Keller is really solid. I think that, you know, there's not a huge difference between these two bullpens with, you know, uh, with Alzali, the closer for the Cubs on the injured list. I think the Pirates are live here. I think at plus 150, it's a decent value grab on Pittsburgh. Shop around. You could find this price a little bit better. But I think the Pirates, plus 150, worth a look here tonight. Again, low scoring expectation. Keller's been working deep into games. Steel, maybe a little bit of a chink in the armor last time out. So I do think that, you know, maybe the Pirates are a live underdog here this evening. And at plus 150, I think the price is good enough to take a shot. Lastly, here, as we stay in that National League Central Division, the Brewers and the Cardinals. Cardinals jumped out to a 2-0 lead yesterday on opener Trevor McGill, but a bad Drew Rahm start, and the Brewers ultimately won 7-3. One of the most important things in last night's game, the Brewers scored a run in the ninth inning. What that run did was keep them from having to use Devin Williams. So Devin Williams is fresh tonight. Most of the Brewers' bullpen in pretty good shape here for tonight as we get Adrian Hauser against Zach Thompson. The Cardinals are a slight favorite, minus 112 out there at DraftKings, total of eight and a half. But I like the Brewers in this one. Hauser came back five respectable innings last time out, two runs against the Marlins, five strikeouts, didn't walk anybody, didn't make any rehab starts. He just jumped right back in, but he looked better and he gave up a lot of hard contact before hitting the injured list, something he did not do in that last start. Now, as far as Zach Thompson goes, 434 ERA, 468 expected, does have a 369 FIP, but he's allowed a 46.4% hard hit percentage since August 6th, which covers all of his starts, including a prolonged relief appearance. And he allowed a 64.3% hard hit rate in his last outing against the Phillies, four runs on five hits over five innings. Look, if these two guys cancel out, I will gladly take the Brewers' bullpen at minus 108 here in this game. Maybe Hauser will be a little bit better. I hope that's the case. Uh, the Cardinals, of course, you know, had the Wainwright thing two nights ago. Then they lose yesterday. Maybe not as invested or engaged as the Brewers are. So give me the Brewers as a very, very slight dog here, minus 108, to go along with the Pirates at plus 150 and the Mets' first five at even money. So those are your three plays for today on Vista Daily Baseball Bets. Come on back tomorrow. Got another episode for you as we've got a uh, about a same size card for Thursday with only a couple of day games, majority of night games there for Thursday. So 
As always, please rate, review, subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you again tomorrow with another edition of Vston Daily Baseball Bets. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.